And Benzema's back in the French team now, yes, so bro. I think he'll play he's an important role. Off. What, what, what did he get trouble for? Bro, fucking, the, fucking hotel, extortion, bro. like extorting fucking. What's that player's name, bro? Valbuena. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's happening people? Welcome to another episode of the Maintain the Design Sports Podcast. MK, how you doing my bro? I'm good bro. You good? I'm good. I see we got some new mic setups here. Yeah. Yeah man. How was how was how was your weekend of sport? <sighs> bro, I have mixed emotions, bro. Yeah. I have, I have many Talk mixed emotions. Me. Firstly, let's just start off by saying like I'm not dressed like how I normally dress because I just came from work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so don't judge me for dressing like a spaz, okay? <laughs> You know, normally I'm wearing a United shirt and I'm supporting the Red Devils, bro. But uh, yeah, today we got to keep it a bit, a bit professional. Yeah. Uh, my weekend of sport, bro. Yeah. Dude, new weekend, same old man United, bro. Ah, mate. Let me tell you, okay, let's, let's start with the United game, bro. So, yeah. Fred, that's not working, bro. Nah. It's not working and you could see we miss Christian Eriksen. Very I much so, you. very much so. I remember what I told you about beginning of the season when we signed Ericsson? Remember we had our mock lineups of the season based on the players we had signed. Mm. And remember I said Ericsson in the 10 yes. over Bruno? Yes, yes. I think yes. we're seeing why now. 100%. Because, look, Bruno's a great player, but sometimes I feel like he doesn't do the simple things well enough. He mm. always tries to overdo things, whereas yeah. sometimes you need a player that's just going to keep it simple. Yeah. Pass the right pass at the right time. You know yes. what I mean? Have the correct vision. You know, it's all about reading the game. And I don't feel like Bruno does that well enough. Yeah. Well, the thing about Bruno is what we need to understand. And what I empathize with this man about, dude. Yeah. Is that that guy gets marked out of every game, dude. Yeah, true, Like, true, I true. think teams just identify, like, no, this is the danger man. Yeah. And they take him out of the game. Like, if you've noticed about Bruno, he hardly has the ball like and time on the ball dude. yeah true and when he does have time on the ball he's looking for like the killer pass yeah because like that's all he can really do like mm. he doesn't have time like christian erickson actually has time on the ball bro yeah that's why he it, can yeah. sit and do things in, in and i guess because he plays a bit deeper as well a bit deeper, he can exactly. see way more of what's happening in the game yeah you know but yeah in terms of improvement i think if bruno can improve that fred had a shocker as but always you know, not as always. You know what? I just think it's one of those things where it's maybe he's rusty as well. He hasn't played yeah. in a while. But I can see that Casemiro-Fred partnership working in certain games. Mm. You know, because in a game like yesterday, yeah. for example, you can't have... Sometimes you can't have Bruno and Eriksen yes. playing. You need to diversify the midfield in order to get a, a different result, you know? Mm. Yeah, for, so. for, that's very much game-specific, right? Yeah. Like... Um, you see, Fred can't attack, dude. Yeah, But yeah. he's fantastic off the like when he's defending. Yeah. He's fantastic, dude. And he's got he energy. He's got the, the legs. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the legs, yeah. But like going forward, he adds nothing to the game. Yeah. He's like the reverse Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> so, I hear you, I hear you. So that's, that's a bit of a problem, especially when the guy replacing Fred going forward is like elite, bro. Yeah. Christian Eriksen, right? Yeah. So... Um, so, uh, yeah, fuck Fred, bro. That's yeah. basically what I'm saying to summarize. Um, what I love is we're not playing Harry Maguire. Yeah. Which I love that, dude. Keep at it. Varane and Martinez have spectacular Yeah, now they've solidified their players. Yeah, now. yeah. There's no... 
There's yeah. no arguing that's the best centre back pairing anymore. It'll be stupid to put Harry Maguire in, in yeah. the starting lineup, right? So that's good. Uh, CR7, bro. CR700. Bro, you know, uh, one call that I have to question the manager about was taking him off when he took him off. Yeah. Because you saw, like, the chances that we had in the game, mm. like, once he went off, those are chances that he probably scores. Yes. So, well, I don't know what's happening with him. I don't know if he's still trying to blood him in. Because remember, the more I'm seeing him play as the season progresses, the more that I can actually identify that I think he was affected by not having a preseason. Mm. And now that he's getting the minutes in the legs, you can see he's getting better and better. Even uh, in the previous game against Everton, he played well. True, you know? true. So, yeah. I think... He still got it in him, I yeah. think. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So um, I agree with that. Uh, I feel like the okay, like to be fair, he's like what thirty eight years old, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's kind of sad to watch Ronaldo playing like this, like not yeah. scoring, goal droughts. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Like not even involved in games like yeah. that much. Yeah, is, is he improving? Sure, dude. But, but like, he's not at the level that dude, you know. Do you remember Cristiano Ronaldo two years ago? Yeah, but even a season ago, I mean... Even a season you know, ago, yeah, I guess. Had he gone to City when he was yeah. supposed to last year, I mean, he probably would have scored double the numbers. Yeah, that's actually true, bro. Do you know what I mean? So but, I think uh, it's still there. There's just yeah. I th- a lot I think, of factors. I think he's going to leave. Like, yeah, definitely. No probably even in January, no, if in it's January. possible. Yeah, yeah, in January. Yeah. But one great. upside, one positive about United that I identified was that we're getting harder to beat. Mm-hmm. So we're not just rolling over. So a game like this weekend... Yeah. A season or two ago we might lose that game even if it's one no but i think we're becoming harder to beat and the quality of the football you can actually see what they're doing mm-hmm. like there's somewhat of an identity you know it's not, not like they're just running around yes, like you yes, can yes, see yes. that there's actually a tactical game plan yeah this is the plan and they're trying to you know execute that plan the only thing that i was missing this weekend i was actually enjoying most of the football that they were playing was the goals that's it yeah it goes against ammonia bro yeah 35 shots on goal you know no one no so I think next investment needs to be a striker yes who you think even if it's 100 Ah, we spoke about Mbappe last time but he doesn't want to play as a striker so what do you do then Ah, bro no we're just missing goals bro yeah playing on the left wing dude I think he can contribute to like creating the goals as well yeah yeah, so probably Mbappe drop the money and be done with it but another kid bro that we missed out on I don't know if you've seen him. Benjamin Sesko. Benjamin Sesko? Benjamin Sesko plays for RB Salzburg. Yes. As well. God, Another yeah, type I remember of Holland. it wasn't Ralph Ragnick trying to bring him in. Yeah. yeah. And um, what do you call this? Leipzig signed him. Because obviously RB group, yeah. whatever. And I think that kid is going to be... Yeah. He's going to be a machine. From what I've seen so far. The other one is... I think it's Osimian. I've heard of I, I saw that as well, yes. Nigerian guy yeah right? also good he's also flipping cracking dude so yeah him uh, you know what it is uh, what's very interesting is the big number nine seems to be back dude yeah the yeah yeah went so away for a little bit went away for a little bit we were playing like the false nine basically yeah. like the Firmino and it worked I mean like 15 years ago you couldn't do what City were doing just play a false nine in the Prem and still yeah. win the league yeah. It was very dif- difficult to create a system where the goals are coming from different areas of the pitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the the strikers 
the big man, the, the target man actually yeah. is coming back. See, it was when you were playing four four two, you could definitely play with a big striker. Yeah. Or you'd have one big striker, one small striker, right? And then you could cross the ball in from the wings. That's not a thing anymore. Bro. Nah, when was the last time nah, you saw like, not. A, like a, some guy tearing down the right wing, crossing it in? Been a while. I mean, even Bayern Munich used to play like that. Yeah, very direct. Thing. Yes, you yes. know. But I think football is like fashion, bro. Like mm. it's always cycles. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to play out from the back now and that type of thing. Yes. At some point, if someone reintroduces direct football, like in the correct way, it's gonna shock people. Yeah. You know. That, that's so, not Leicester City won the league. Everyone was exactly. playing four three three. Yeah. Then four four, four two, two direct wingers strikers. To do, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But oh, speaking sure. of target men, bro, Haaland. Yes. In the Liverpool game. Uh, I don't know if you bro, saw that. Bro, what did I tell you about how to play Haaland? Figuring bro? him out. What did I tell you, bro? You said it. I said it, dude. And, I don't know if you've noticed, bro, Man City, yes, they're playing no, the wait, football. No, wait, 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 wait. I didn't say anything about Haaland. I said something about Saliba, bro. It was Saliba. It was Saliba, not yeah. Haaland, bro. Okay, no, but on, you, did, you, did, you did speak about, like, how you could potentially stop Haaland as well. I say so point. many things on this podcast. So many <laughs> great things, bro. Yeah. But, because you, remember you said um, eventually teams are going to figure Holland out. Oh, yes, but that was last week, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You're right. So, what I'm saying is, with Holland, like, City kind of changed their game plan in a, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, before that, make three or four passes, or even a fifth pass to score a goal. Yes. But now it's one, two, and then, like, De Bruyne will look up and check. They're always checking for where Holland is. Yes. So, Liverpool were very clever in stopping that. They just cut off the supply. So every time Full Foden would look up to be like, let me go for Haaland, they already had him man-marked. 100%, yeah. So that worked really well, bro. And Van Dijk actually Van Dijk did a good showed job. showed up, bro. He showed up properly. And, and another thing is, dude, what I realized about Liverpool is, did you see who was playing in their defense, bro? Yeah. Those Joe were Gomez. Boys, bro. Those Joe were Gomez also boys, did very well. Exactly. performance, yeah. And uh, with us, what did we play, bro? Uh, short as Martinez who yeah. bullied off the ball right? <laughs> exactly, so yeah. it seems to be you want to figure out how like this you just yeah. got to put in bullies that are going to bully him back bro. Yeah. you can't have these guys this guy nah, pushing you have to, you you have to fight him back you, bro you yeah. can't push fucking Virgil van Dijk off the ball nah you can't, you can't what do you man. think bro what do you think it is though about like Man City and losing at Anfield because they have a terrible record <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah um, bro I think Jurgen Klopp Versus Pep Guardiola is like a chess match, bro. Yeah. And those are the two best at playing that game. Ultimate. You know? Yeah. And uh, dude, I think Jurgen Klopp prepares very well when it comes to City. I think. Yeah. Because I mean, that's the biggest team. Very methodical when it comes very to that. Yeah. So when it, like you know what the thing is, you know we we were playing like ammonia, bro. We've got thirty five yeah. shots on goal, bro. Yeah. That's just poor finishing. But that was not a chess game, bro. No, no, no. That was like these guys are not good enough to beat us. So this is what they're we're not going to attack whatever. us. They're going to yeah. sit back and defend or whatever. We just let's have see to how we can break them down. See how we just can break based them on down. quality, dude. You know City versus Liverpool. Those are two masterminds working, bro. Yeah. Who's gonna play this game? Who's got this guy? How are we going to build up play? This it's it's intricate, bro. Mm. It's an intricate chess game. That's true. So uh, I think that Jurgen Klopp just has Pep Guardiola's number, bro. Yeah. Stop, bro. But I mean, as well, if you look at it, even like pre-Klopp as well, City mm. don't have a good record there. Even the times of Aguero, like Mancini oh, wow. days, Pre-club, or not 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 Mancini, but let me say Pellegrini days. Yeah. 
they still had quality players. Like they just can't crack Anfield for some reason. Oh, so well, what do you well, think that is? Is it the stadium? Okay, so there's, the there's two things, right? There's two things. The first thing is, bro, you must not underestimate Anfield's crowd, bro. Yeah, no. I you think it's probably say, the best in England. Yeah, they say like Anfield, uh, the away the fixture of a Champions League game yeah. at Anfield is the hardest game in football, bro. Yeah. We saw, that with, whole we saw that with Barcelona. I remember the Barca game. There we go, bro. Yeah. You see the plenty. They've got what, six Champions League titles, yeah. bro. That's yeah. the reason why, bro. Because if you have to go play at Anfield, mm. nighttime game, that crowd is bouncing. Rocking, yeah. They sing the Beatles, bro. Yeah. There's flags waving. And these guys don't shout out, bro. Yeah. And you the know, that's, that's, that's cultivated over time. Like, it's not... Oh, for years and years yeah. and years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, like... I. I, I'm not a fan of Liverpool, bro. Yeah. I hate Liverpool a lot, bro. But I can respect their supporters, dude. Yeah, That's definitely. That's the thing, dude. Like, yeah. the atmosphere in, a, in, a, in Anfield is crazy, dude. Nah, you can see it on TV. Imagine what it's like in person. Yeah. And it's there's mad. only a few stadiums like that in the world. Like, Dortmund Stadium. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And then, okay, and, and when I say crazy, it's like... You can see they're putting that energy onto the field. Yeah, where the players and it transmits like, to the players, right? Where the players are like, you know, getting yeah. pumped up, bro. Because I, I mean, don't know if you saw. There's other crazy atmospheres, like yeah. any game in Turkey. It's yeah, yeah, crazy, true. right? Yeah. The is in Turkey, but like, I think the players are probably like, whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Because I don't know if you saw, there was a shift in the game yesterday. There was a time Pep was goading like the Anfield supporters and they were mm. like, oh, okay, cool. Let's and go. they kind of turned it up, and yes, you, like you could actually see like a shift in the like player performance from that. 100%. It's crazy, like just the energy, yeah, went through the roof. And I guess that's why Klopp and Liverpool are such a good match, yes, you know, because yes, he knows yes. how to cultivate that type of energy as well, yes, yes, yes. So, you know, um, uh, in the NFL, when there's a big play that happens, a play will like a big sack or something, and yeah. the player will get up and and the crowd up and that crowd gets hyped because like something incredible has just happened you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if Klopp can Klopp does that dude at like yeah. a football game 100% bro mm. not everyone can do that though. no 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 not everyone can say come on we need your help yeah. 70,000 people or 30,000 exactly. I and I mean I get jealous people. of it bro like I mean United you think Ralph great do bro. That, bro United <laughs> United like obviously Old Trafford is a great stadium mm. atmosphere is also probably good but it's lacking so that, that thing, bro. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think Old Trafford now compared to Old Trafford under Ferguson is too different. Different, things. absolutely. Because yeah. everyone is protesting ownership. Yeah. We, we hate the real manager, supporters, we like hate different players, and that was not the thing in Ferguson's era, right? Yeah. Everyone was fucking down for the cause. Yeah. Okay, even then, there was glazers out and stuff, but it wasn't like how it is now. No, absolutely. Bro, now we're singing, you know, kill the glazers. At the stadium. It's 60 minute, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's part of the culture now, yeah. which is not on, bro. And I mean, the fans are fucking... No, not that... Like, hey, devoid of life. Glazes out, though. Plays no, absolutely, out, absolutely. Go on, that's bro. The <laughs> but, you know, also, you know, in um, something like Glazers' ownership is sucking the life out of fans. Mm. That can probably affect, like, how they feel or how they show up to the game. You know, they're not supporting with as much enthusiasm. Yes. You know, and like I said, Trump is the perfect guy for that type of situation. Because mm-hmm. Ten Hag seems like a classy man, relaxed. Like, he's not going to try and amp a crowd up. Even Pep Guardiola. Mm. They're not those type of managers. That's true. You That's know? True. Yeah, Jürgen so. Klopp's got that fire in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's very interesting, the stadium dynamic and how that happens. Just like, it's almost like, 
even in the Champions League with City. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how a team with that much quality, that's yeah. just like mauling everyone over, can buckle just when it comes to certain like scenarios or situations, you know? Dude, what's, what's another thing? Was my other point was that, uh, dude, City, their fans are quiet, bro. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. they struggle crazy. to fill up Horrible, the stadium. Bro, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, like, when it comes to Manchester, even to this day, um, Manchester United have a shitload of international fans. Yeah. That's why that stadium is sold out all the time. Mm. Like your boy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I made the pilgrimage from South Africa. I go watch fucking Norwich, bro. Yeah. But it's like a, it's an event for me. Mm. Bro, only people in flipping Manchester support Manchester City. Yeah, but even like now, on, on like derby now. days, like you'll see mostly red. Yeah. That's why so even like their parades, like their fucking trophy parades. Yeah. It's like empty, bro. Yeah, City is not an international team. Not yeah. now. Yeah. Like, it's, of course, it's, bo- it's clearly building towards that. But uh, you see where they lack culture, bro. Mm. Like, um, and I you see, can't buy that. So, you, do you know why Haaland was also a very important signing for City? Because have you noticed now they show like, uh, like you know, Haaland scores, they show his dad celebrating or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, ah, this City legend. Yeah. And now his son is playing for City. Bro, that it's is a story. Story, story yeah. And then they're trying to cultivate that history. Yeah. Bro, I don't know what position Haaland's father played. At I've all. never heard of this man ever in my life, bro. I don't know. The only reason why I know um, Haaland's dad is because Roy Keane ended his career. A United player, bro. Yeah, United, that's the only reason why I know. Legend, bro. Yeah. But you see, you see what I'm saying? It's like they don't really have that, that oomph, you know? That's yeah. gonna they don't have the class of 92. They don't have... They've got like two stories, bro. Yeah. Two we stories. have plenty, bro. Plenty. Oh, too many, Over bro. generations, Dude, yeah. if you go to Old Trafford, there's um, the... What's this thing called? The, the Munich Tunnel, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, when you walk to a certain part of the stadium, you walk through this, like, shrine of yeah. the Munich Air Disaster. So, as you're walking through, you're getting the history of the... Just one small... Well, one small story, yeah. but one story of United's history. Yeah. As you're walking into the Stratford End, bro. Mm. Like think how powerful that is, and yeah, it's like a, it's a crazy, crazy story of the Munich air disaster, right? Yeah. So, you know, you you walk through that tunnel, and then you know, yeah. Once again, you walk through um, uh, through another part of the stadium where you see like images of all the all the types yeah. of lifting trophies, Champions Leagues, and all of that. City don't have that, bro. Yeah, City and I mean, that's like, now in front of them. And you know what it is? It's like. You obviously don't want to celebrate tragedy just like, you know, Liverpool have the Hillsborough disaster mm. as well. You don't want tragedy to be the basis on which you, oh, gosh. you build your foundations and like your heritage. Where you but this, bro? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Trust me, I'm not going to say what you're going to I'm saying you don't want that to happen. But stories like that, like yeah. tragedies like that, basically showed the character of the club to yes. come back from that, how to deal with like bad situations mm. you know it, it basically encompasses like the yes. whole fabric of the club and what the club is about in mm. essence you know what 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 do they do during hard times how yeah. do they bounce back from that that terrible thing happened but they're still able to rebuild yeah. and still be manchester united you know yeah that's so. that's a very interesting take because if you think about it dude city got cash injection bro mm. they got money and then all of a sudden they were they were good. Not all of a sudden. It took a couple of years, but not that long, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like four years, they were pumping, bro. Yeah. And uh, and now they're the most successful team in England over 10 years. But they haven't really faced any adversity. Nothing, bro. Chelsea. What? But Chelsea's the most successful. 
Oh, is it Charles? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but in the Premier League. In the Premier League. Yeah. 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 Obviously, in their Champions League. But my point is, they were that successful with only, with only triumph, bro. They don't know adversity, bro. Yeah. So what Even like now? Liverpool's story of not winning the league for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. And coming dude. back. Like, that's... Bro, it's like, you know, like, if Champions City League. and Liverpool are fighting for a title, two te- teams I hate, bro. Yeah. I hope it's City that wins it, bro. Absolutely. Because, firstly... Because that really has like big it. ramifications. Even Arsenal, to a degree. Yeah. I would rather City win over them. Yes. You know? Yes. Because it's like, you know, as football fans, dude, uh, as much as we want to see victory of our own clubs, yeah, we want to see the downfall of everyone else. Bro. Yeah, true, true, this, true. Let's be honest, bro. Um, this is something about that, right? Being fanatical about something means you must have the ops, bro. Yeah, and you have to have the ops. And since it doesn't feel like an op, bro. Nah, not at all. Like, like I get it, bro. They beat us six three and all of that stuff. Yeah, and it's painful. But let me tell you something: if Liverpool beat us six three, that'll be. It'll, I'll be. Sp- bro, that that could ruin today, my season. Bro. That could ruin my season. Yes, dude. That could ruin my season because mm. that's something that you won't forget for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like City are ops light, bro. Yeah, They're ops light. Ops, 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 young ops, bro. Yeah, you know, dude. I so, mean, like, I, I mean, like, if I had to look at it, like, who are United's biggest rivals, dude? And I'm not talking about like, like, right now today. Yeah. But I'm saying Liverpool, like, Arsenal, history, bro. I'm saying Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, bro, I would put Spurs before Liverpool, uh, before City in terms of like impactful games throughout true, my lifetime. True, true. You know. Not no, just we even had we even had a rivalry at Newcastle yeah, at a stage, yeah. you know. And Leeds, I guess you could put them, but I don't like. I really don't regard Leeds and Newcastle as no, no, as no, our rivals. No. I I'm it, just like, saying, like there, in terms of like like um, we were speaking about you and Josh spoke about in the previous podcast about how you know that period, mm. Fergie's last days against City, that was spicy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was spicy, and I think if had that continued. Then maybe we're we having a different up. conversation. Beat us, they beat us now, bro. <laughs> or, or we beat them, but then they go and win the league, you know, and yeah. we're nowhere near winning the league. So Yeah, exactly. So stories are important. It's just kind of like how let's say United Yeah. Let's say we don't win the league for another fifteen years. And then eventually we get new owners mm. that care about the club, they rebuild, and we become a force again. Yeah. Bro, that just that story, yeah. like it breaks everything that City have done. Hundred percent, dude. Over that time period, recovering you know from mean? Fergie. Do you know what I mean? You know, it'll be like a, like a whole thing, bro. There'll be a hashtag. There'll be a DVD. If there's bro. DVDs or yeah. a movie on Netflix or some shit about the comeback. Yes, bro. So there'll be a yeah, whole episode like, just on the Ralph Ragnagera, bro. Yeah. Where this guy said he was gonna implement the game in press, bro. And then it's funny, bro. It's funny, like clubs like um, PSG, for example, they already have heritage, actually. Mm. Maybe like not as successful with, with like without the money. Yeah. But like I see like a lot of their ultras, like their hardcore fans, don't like this model of how PSG run. Yes, yes, you yes. Know? There's a whole they campaign have a cult to get following, the, dog, like, Yeah, yeah. Get that. What do you call it, bro? Like that tradition back into their club. Yeah, yeah. they want that because I think they they feel like ah, there's no character anymore. It's just. Yeah, bro. Because the thing about PSG is that they go and dominate the French league. Yeah. No one fucking cares about that, bro. Then no they go and not win the Champions League, which also nobody it's such cares a waste. about. It's such a waste. But then at the other end, they're just spending all of this money on what, dude? On what yeah, exactly? exactly? Yeah. That's why I think Buffs must definitely leave PSG. It's not a good situation. Nah, he needs to. 
It'll be nice with Jezume to say he played with Messi. Bro, is PSG going to win the Champions League this year? Nah. No, right? On paper, you could say, yeah, they're contenders. Yeah, on FIFA, bro. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, Thomas Tuchel lost with them as well in the final. Yeah. And then he goes and wins the league with Chelsea the next year. I mean, the yeah. Champions League with Chelsea the next yeah. year. So it's like, it's not how much manager, more, bro? It's not the players. Nah. Not, what is it, dude? You know what I mean? It's just like, so. like the French league is not great, bro. Nah. It's like, it's like this PSG and then there's like Everton. It's like yeah. the next caliber of club, bro. Mm. So I don't know, dude. Yeah. But yeah, bro, speaking of, um, we spoke about how United would have probably lost that game. Arsenal leads as well. They scraped the 1-0 mm-hmm. against Leeds. They're also winning games now Dude, that they would have Arsenal is now building, a, building on their lead, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I mean, they, the, the gap is what? Four points now. Yeah, 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 And it's like, bro, like, the more the weeks go and the more you're like, could they do it? Yeah. It's kind of like the Leicester season, right? You're like, ah, this will, this will go away. Yeah. But the, as the weeks go on, like there's there's a case they're building a case, bro, for this <laughs> fucking title race. They were supposed to play City this week, yeah. But I think there was a change because during the Queen's oh death, yes yes yes. So like they rescheduled everything and their postponed game is now being replaced by the Europa League. I think it takes preference. Mm. But um, maybe it is good they're not playing City now because City are a wounded animal yeah. after losing. <laughs> they're probably gonna wanna. Bro, this will, be, this will be City's one of two losses of the season, bro. Yeah, true. But you know how they are after losing, bro. They come out. Bro, and also, if City do not win the flipping Premier League with Haaland, nah. then they must retire. And the, no, if they don't City win the Champions retire. League with him as well, Yeah. then I don't know. Even the Champions League. But it's Champions League is technical. You never know yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think of the Ballon d'Or this season, bro? Uh you think Haaland is no, potentially no. going to win it? Bro, Benzema must win this Ballon d'Or. Absolutely. Bro, bro, if Benzema doesn't win the Ballon d'Or this Dude, year... If, if they give this thing to flip a... I don't know who, bro. Who could they give it to? That's... They can't, they can't do it to Haaland, bro. Nah. No. Way. It's not when there's a World Cup year as well. Remember that, dude? That is true. That's going to affect And Benzema's too. back in the French team now. Yes, so bro. I think he'll play he's an important role. He's putting his off. What, what, what did he get trouble for? Bro, fucking, the, fucking room, extortion, bro. like extorting fucking, what's that player's name, bro? Valbuena. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fuck. He took news or something, or there was some porno tape. Yes, yes. And bro. extorted Valbuena or whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah fuck you. Nah, he's no just more. concentrating on football now, bro. Yeah, bro. And you know what? I'm loving the fact that um, since like Ronaldo, like the characters in the team, Ramos, since all these people have left, it seems like he's taken on more responsibility. Like he's relishing it, bro. Yeah. Like relishing actually being a leader in the team. Being the main man. Being the main man. And it's crazy how like some players we we've known over the years, like this guy's talented. But once certain players leave, it's like yeah. you know, they're able to show the best versions of themselves. Dude, I think last year's Champions League you take that into account, right? Mm. The World Cup, dude, France can go all the way in this World Cup, bro. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think they will, but they definitely can. Mm. I think even a decent competition. Like, do make the semi-finals. Yeah. And you give Benzema the Ballon d'Or, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I think he deserves it, bro. He deserves it, bro. He 100%. It, yeah. I mean... Because if he doesn't win it this year, I don't think he'll win it again. The, the other only case I can make is Kevin De Bruyne, bro. Yeah, but Because Haaland wasn't... He was playing for Dortmund half of the year, bro. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, the Ballon d'Or, the best player in the world, has become such a grey area now, eh? 
Remember like how easy it was? Yeah, before it was like Messi, Ronaldo, Messi, Messi Ronaldo, Ronaldo, and then Bolsi, Iniesta, or whoever yeah. else. You know, it's actually crazy to think like if Messi and Ronaldo, let's say we just said, okay, there's another Ballon d'Or for you guys, but you fight for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Who would be the best player? Like that's not Messi and Ronaldo in those years where they did win it, mm. bro. There's like a lot of bro, good players that we would not like. I am Robin, Ribery, Chavi, Iniesta. You dude, know, like Robin Van Persie could have made it a couple years, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, nah, it's crazy, bro. I think it's because there's a shift in football now. Mm. And it's just like, I think a lot of players are establishing themselves as well. You know when Modric so. won the Ballon d'Or, bro? Yeah. It was so weird, bro. It was yeah, like, that was okay. Modric, bro. Because you know when you, like, if, also if you followed Modric's career, you're like, Modric, like, from Spurs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just like, what? But yeah, bro, it's going to be interesting. I hope he does win it. Yeah. Um, Real who Madrid else? are looking really good, bro. Who else do you think? Under Ancelotti. Uh, who else do I think could win it? Lewandowski Love, Lewandowski was robbed bro. yeah he was he should definitely have won the Ballon d'Or that year where um, yeah, it was Bayern Munich won the Champions League that yeah. was that year right yeah yeah, yeah. Dave, like, it was like bro he like, broke flipping Gert Muller's record like he did a lot that season bro and then they're like nah, the, COVID bro no Ballon d'Or that's that's a wrong yeah. one, bro. Bro, even if like, they just... In our heart, we know. Yeah, even if they just the delivered the fucking trophy to his house, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. Do you know bro. what I mean? Like, nah, and because to. it was a shortened season and stuff, that's why they didn't do it. But like, come on. Dude. Yeah. No, nah, I think he deserved it. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't like one of those situations like, ugh, you know, let's give this mm. to Jorginho, bro. But <laughs> to be fair, if Haaland does also carry on in this way, he might be nominated. Who knows? Yeah, dude. But he carries he's on not the way be in the World Cup. And whenever there's a World Cup here, dude. Yeah, that, that changes a lot. It's a big part, dude. It does. But as an, I see, maybe a, potentially as a nominee. Let's see. Depending on as what City do in the Champions League, League as well. I, mean, I think he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think he's going to... By, by yeah. December, 31st of December, is he going to do enough to be better than what... Mbappe maybe for cloud. We don't know. No, man. Mbappe wins... Not to win. I'm just saying as a nominee. Oh, nominee. For cloud, yeah. Yeah, but bro, Real Madrid, they're playing really well. Yeah. They yeah. went through um, their little tough phase, their patchy phase of the COVID, mm-hmm. kind of like what Barcelona is going through now. Um, but they seem to be recovering well, you know. And um, yeah, one guy, bro, that I was thinking about um, after the El Clasico, the Drake curse struck again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, bro, he's, he's bad news. I don't want him anywhere near my team. But uh, Ancelotti, bro. Like, you know, Ancelotti is one of those guys, like, sometimes you tend to forget about him. Like, yeah. if you, just thinking off the top of your head, you'll be like, Pep, Klopp, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Ancelotti, bro, Doesn't what a great mind. manager, bro. Bro, Ancelotti what was, a great manager. was the coach of, like, the AC Milan team, bro. The legendary one. Did you see I posted an Instagram story? Yeah. Bro, I saw <laughs> that and I was like, good <laughs> lord, bro. So it's just for the people at home, dude. Yeah. Well, not follow me on Instagram, but you should totally follow me on Instagram, by the way. Um... It's like the AC Milan team, that AC Milan team walking out by Tano, bro. And it's just like banger after yeah. banger. Ibrahimovic, Ronaldinho, Slata. Bro, Maldini, dude. It's crazy. Ronaldinho at the end there, bro. Pielo as well. <laughs> it's incredible. How that team didn't win everything is crazy. But, bro, I don't know, bro. I just really shout out to Ancelotti, bro. Yeah. Just want to give yeah, that yeah. man his flowers. I think once he retires, 
then or we'll in years to come when he's no longer here, bro. Then he's got he's three chat music titles, hasn't he? I think it is three. He's won um, a, a league title yeah. in every Euro- major European like league. So he's won a league title in, in France. Dude. PSG, coach PSG. Yeah. He's won at PSG, he's won at Bayern Munich, he's won at Chelsea, he's won at Real Madrid, and obviously AC Milan as well. Yes. That's crazy. That's not bad, bro. Yeah. But can you do so, it in the PSL? That's what I want to know. Can he? Can he, bro? We'll no, never know. No, no. <laughs> On a hot night at Amazon. <laughs> 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 so yeah bro nah just like, I'm enjoying Real Madrid and yeah. the way they're playing right now I think even with like the top Premier League teams like your cities I think they could still give them problems bro like they're not oh, gonna yeah. fold There's I think in the Champions great League mm. Vinicius is very good dude another thing is bro Valverde Valverde <sighs> killing the La Liga player of the month last killing month, it bro dude. yeah uh, I think that's why they were probably like, yeah, we can move on from Casemiro. Let United overpay for Casemiro. No, they always... One thing about Madrid, they always let players go at the right time. That's a, always. Bro, have you noticed, actually? Now that you say that, right? United never make a profit from players. Ever. Nah, bro. nah. We always overplay for Madrid players. mostly do. Real Madrid is technically the biggest club in the world, right? Yeah. How is it that they buy players for cheap, right? And then sell them to United or whoever... For a profit. Because after they've won like two Champions League with you know, That's what I was about to say. You know what increases those players' value is they win. They're so successful at Madrid as well that the price just skyrockets and it's like, bro, you can see what this man is doing. Yeah. And even if you don't want to take him, we'll keep him. That's the energy they have because yeah. he'll still benefit us. Yes, it's, so it's take it Di Maria, bro. Yeah, take it Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> and I mean, even when we bought Di Maria, he was still prime, really. Yeah, yeah. You know? Bro, he still went to PSG afterwards and it was still good. Yeah. Was PSG, yeah, PSG. Yeah, it's PSG, yeah. So it's like, bro, United suck. And I think we, <laughs> we used to do that really well. Yeah. Ferguson used to know when to let go of players. Yes. Like selling Vinistero even to Madrid or Beckham to Madrid. Hindsight, bro. Yeah. Um, Bo Belichick, that's the greatest NFL coach of all time, right? Mm. He has a philosophy of always let a player go. And it's weird that this is such public knowledge and yet he still gets players to play for him. Yeah. But his thing is, you let players go a year before you have to. Yeah. Rather than a year when it's a year after it's too late, bro. Yeah. So the thing is, just you like would be Pogba, like, why, right? why would you let this guy go right now? Yeah. Why would you do that? He's like, he's pumping on all cylinders. Then you see two years later, bro, that player's gone, dude. Bro, just like Pogba. We could have made nice 60 million for him a few years ago. Like from who wants to do Juventus or something? Juventus, I think Madrid and Barca were also sniffing. That's another thing about United, isn't it? We let players go for fucking free. Man. Yeah, they should have just sold him. Because also, I think it's one of those things with Madrid. They look and they say, okay, this player doesn't want to be here clearly. Mm-hmm. And you've already done so much for us. It's time. Can't let go him make go. your money as well. Yeah, man. just like Casemiro was like, I want to leave you. They're like, ah, we're not going to hold you back. They never stand in the way, mm-hmm. you know. Unless the player really wants to leave. And when do players really want to leave Madrid? When they want another challenge. Because you just yeah. completed La Liga and the Champions League. Bro. Just like Varane. Right? Varane was like... Ah, Champions League Varane, done. bro. Yeah, I'm done. Four what Champions else? League titles. I won the World Cup. God, Let God. me go try something new. Exactly. So... That's 100% true, bro. Um, you know what another thing is? We're talking about all of these players. You know if uh, Benzema does win the Ballon d'Or this year? Mm-hmm. Madrid would have two Ballon d'Or players. In one team, bro. 
That's crazy. That has not happened in ever many years. Yeah, yeah probably has happened. Like, but years ago, not in. But in you know, this do you know what that's important is because for the last flipping ten years, Messi and Ronaldo have been winning all the Ballon d'Ors. Yeah. So they've only been the the one Ballon d'Or player in their team at a time, right? Yeah, true. So yeah, do you think um like having Ballon d'Or players in your team or even World Cup winners like enhances like do you think it enhances the club? I think if those players are like leaders, because mm-hmm. if you're a leader, a leader, that means you're influential, right? Yeah. And if you're influential, that means you have some say in the dressing room. Yeah. And when you are five-time Ballon d'Or winner, Cristiano Ronaldo, it doesn't matter what club you go to, you step yeah. in the dressing room, you've got like, not clout, I shouldn't say clout, but you've got influence, right? So 100% of that's dude. And you know what, bro, like with United as well, you can see how like the leadership has enhanced. Because I think last season, Okay, sure, Varane, yes. Varane, Varane did come in, but he was injured most of the time. So I don't think he was that like very much involved in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. But now that he's playing regularly, he's involved. And he's a leader, bro. Yes. He captains France even sometimes. Casemiro as well, you know, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, if you're going to be a pussy in the United dressing room, be like, ah, oh, Ronaldo, such a cunt, whatever. They're going to be like, nah, bro, like, this is what we're doing here. Yeah. I think De Gea is also actually one of those. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's won a Premier League. He knows yeah, what it's yeah, about. He's yeah, been around that. Yeah. So, I like the fact that the core of the team and is done. And Bruno Fernandes, bro. That guy's well. firing, bro. That's yeah. what I love about that guy, dude. He's and not afraid to, uh, you know, hide his emotions. Do you know what I like about Bruno? And also, to a degree, Anthony as well. Mm-hmm. They don't run away from the pressure. Yeah. Or even, like, the stature of these other great players. So, like, you know, for example, Harry Maguire. He seems like he's a bit of a pussy. Like, yes. uh, he's like he's, <laughs> a little bit, bro. But, like... Bruno, I think, even though those guys have won all of the stuff mm. they won, whatever, he it's can still he can up, still yeah. captain them because they speak the same language and he doesn't think he's bigger than them. He can be like, ask for advice and speak to them and maybe ask yeah. like, what do you guys think is best? Maybe include them in decision making. Yeah, which is probably the smartest tactic. Yeah, I mean, in a dressing room, there can be many different leaders, right? Mm. Like, I feel like maybe Bruno Fernandez is the emotional leader. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that fiery personality comes out. He's not, a, not scared to shout at the ref or whatever. Yeah. So that's why his role, his leadership role in, um, in the dressing room is that of that emotional leader. Yeah. But like a technical leader. Bro, look at Casemiro. Okay, maybe not at United, but at Madrid. He was yeah. running that midfield, bro. Exactly. And uh, he was that link between the defense and the midfield. I'd say Ericsson to a degree as well. Ericsson that's quiet. He doesn't speak leader. much, but like on the pitch, he leads yeah. by example. Technical leader, bro. Yeah. And then um, I guess Cristiano Ronaldo, you could also say an emotional leader. Yeah, of course. Bro. Physical leader, bro. It's just hype up the crowd, you know. With He's like that people guy. like Ronaldo, your Michael Jordans, they're very demanding, bro. Mm. Very yes. Fucking demanding. Yes, yes. Kobe yes. Bryant. Phys- a physical leader, bro. Yeah, of course. Dude. I saw a video the other day where um, one of Kobe's coaches. Yeah. Um, was like. Kobe, Would have been Jackson, dude, yeah. No, not even like the head coach, just one of the oh, coaches. Oh, oh, like the, the coaching staff guy. Yeah. yeah. He was like to Kobe, like, Kobe, why are you such a dick, bro? Because apparently he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, why are you such a dick? Then he's like, nah, dude, like, I fucking work hard every day on my craft. Mm-hmm. Like, I grind every day, I work hard. And these guys don't do the same. They just give the bare minimum of what they're supposed to do. And that's like insulting to me. So mm-hmm. that's why, like, when we come to practice, I'm addicted to them. I rough yeah. them up in training and all of that shit. And then the coach is like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, people are like, that looks bad on the fucking coach saying, <laughs> like, yeah, sure thing, dude. Oh, wait. 
Yeah. Cool, but like, yeah, bro, those type but of players are level, very bro, How can you argue at it, bro? How can you? Because really. it's not like he's a dick and not producing, bro. Yeah, true, he, true, he's true. All time great. Yeah. And he's telling you, he's giving you a rationale of why he is the way he is. And mm. bro, like, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, dude. Yeah. And I can tell you, bro, that guy. You know when they speak about Mamba mentality. Mm. You know, Mamba mentality is not just a catchphrase, a Nike no, you know, no, no. slogan that they put into sell shoes, bro. It really is like an elite mindset. Mm. Kobe Bryant, bro, was like a like a black Mamba, bro. Yeah. He was deadly, bro. Lethal, bro. Lethal, bro. Yeah. And not everyone can do that, bro. Not I even saw there was this thing where he, one of his Lakers teammates, I forgot which teammate it was, but they were playing like for the national teams. And he was playing, and he was uh, assault. Yeah, yeah, he smashed that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. dog, like, right now you're not my teammate, bro. Yeah, you're, you're my, my brother, opponent. but like right now you're my competition. Yeah, bro. you know, yeah, you know, that's a mad easy, mentality, bro. bro. That's mad mentality. What do you think it takes to maintain that? Because, like, even with Ronaldo, how, how about this, bro? Here's a good question, right? Not what it takes to maintain, bro. Because maintain, you can say you work hard, yeah. you gotta, you know, work. What do you think it takes to get that mentality? To develop it. To develop it. What are the factors that need to happen? Okay, from personal view, personal perspective, I think it's being humble. That's the first thing. Okay. Because obviously, you're going to come into the sport, you're young, you need to make certain observations. Even though you're talented, you need to understand that I don't know it all. So, what is it going to take for me to get to the level of like these other pros that are already ahead of me, even though they're not better than me. And by the time I'm done, my legacy might be better than this, but need to be humble, bro. Take in information, learn, understand your craft first. That's, I think that's the first thing, which is why like I get so pissed off with like, when I hear these stories about Mbappe, cause it's like, you're not doing that, bro. Yes. You've achieved, you've had great success at a relatively young age, but it's not enough. It's not enough to be Ronaldo. It's not enough to be Messi or to be a fucking cult hero, bro. All-time great. It's not enough. So I think it's first being humble and learning. And once learning and being humble, you use like that information that you've learned to hone in on your skills and always like maintain on your skills. Continuous improvements, I think, would be the second step. And then I think the last step would probably be not becoming complacent, bro. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Because then, no, obviously, off, you can have the talent and be too arrogant and not want to learn. And then your career won't go to where you imagine, imagined it to be. Like and then, Morrison. Exactly. And then you can learn, but then not actually take time to actually like hone in on your skills mm-hmm. and continue like improving like on a consistent basis. And then you can do like the first two steps, become lit. And then once you're lit, you're like, ah, cool, I, I did it. When that's not the case, like you need to keep doing that dude the whole time. Yeah. And in a sense, you probably have to do all three steps over and over again in a cycle to keep yourself at that high level. 100%, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like probably cyclical. You know what it is, dude? Um, if we look at Kobe Bryant, dude, he had won MVPs, mm. he had won championships. He, you know, he played with great players. Um, he's led bullshit teams to the finals. Yeah. But there was times where he could have just retired. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe Bryant could have retired in like, I don't know, 2007. Yeah, and he yeah. would have been a Hall of Fame. 
Same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady could have retired when he had won three Super Bowls and he would have been at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But these guys pushed themselves to accomplish even more than what they had done when they were like in their prime yeah, when they were younger yeah. as older guys. Like Tom Brady, they said like this guy's done, bro. Mm. He's done. He went and won three Super Bowls after they said he was done. Yeah. And then there's no there's players who don't win any. He won two in like two different eras of his life. Yeah. It's exactly the same with Kobe Bryant. As an older guy, he also won championships, mm. you know. So it's like you cannot ever not have a giant goal. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to continuously be working on a goal. I think for me, like as personal, um, I feel like most people set their goals way too small. Mm. So their goals are, are like, you know, I'm going to, you know, buy this car, but the car that they want to buy is maybe a C-class Mercedes, bro. Mm. or, I, you know, whatever it may be, but your goals are too small. So when you accomplish them, you feel like I'm done now. Yeah. My goals are accomplished. You're comfortable in that. But if, like, I'll speak, like, once again, personally, I set my goals very high. Mm. But, like, if, if I had to tell you, you'd be like, those are too high, bro. You but, sound like a madman, right? Exactly. I sound like a madman. Yeah. But to me, it makes sense. Because I know that the fun is not in accomplishing the goal. Dude. Mm. Really is Because I've accomplished goals. And it feels very nice um, in the moment. And then two days later, you kind of forget about it. Mm. But what I found is that the journey, the journey in itself is more rewarding than yeah. actually achieving the goal. So if you set your, your target very, very, very high, I'm talking about Porsche 911 GT3 RS high, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the journey to achieving that becomes more fun. Mm. More fun. Yeah. More painful, sure. Because there's, it's not easy to have lofty ambitions. You're going to have to go through all kinds of twists and turns and yeah. learn all kinds of things, fail many times to achieve that goal. But once you do get there, what you do realize is how impactful the journey has been in your life story. You know? yeah, yeah. So that's just something I found. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I live my life, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, my... my thesis of setting goals is also it's also one where I feel like in life bruh I mean you've mm. only got one life dude and if you are choosing to live a small play small live a small life you we know already like you don't have to debate it you're gonna regret it when you're older right yeah, yeah. when you're Absolutely. 60 70 years old you're gonna regret it yeah um, I feel that you gotta just try, bro. Mm. You gotta try. You know what the thing is, the trying. Yeah. A lot of the times, I think, when you try, because the thing is, I think a lot of times, like you wanna do things when things are perfect. Mm -hmm. So let's just say for an athlete, for example, they wanna be like, I wanna start playing this sport, or I'm already playing it at a low level. Mm -hmm. There's trials, whatever, but it's too far. Yeah. I don't have trials. Let's wait for the perfect situation. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, it's like, we can even relate it back to our, our own lives. Very personal. Yeah. This podcast, bro. Mm -hmm. How did we start this thing? We got to, well, <laughs> I sent you a message and I was like, let's get this thing going. A couple of days later, we're in a bar. Yeah. 
the next not even not to even discuss that not even Bro, to discuss that actually yeah, we got it we got a small plan together in that bar it wasn't like two three days later we started recording bro yeah because we just went at it dude. and we were adamant that we were just gonna start and we we're gonna figure it out mm. and how much of fun has the journey been from you know that first episode to now yeah i'm yeah, just talking yeah. about fun dude yeah, i look exactly. forward to this every week you know mm. and and in the, those kinds of moments is where greatness is made mm. just kind of like um I, I don't know if you've ever seen the side of your money story uh-uh. i mean bro this guy's like from a small village in Senegal, like he ran away from home, bro. Like hitchhiked to go to like Dakar, yeah. which is like I think it's the capital city of Senegal, and he didn't even have a plan. Like when he got there, he just went and said, "Like I want to play football. Let's see what's out here." Yeah, and he kind of just figured it out, I guess, until he got like um, a contract from a team in Europe. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the rest is history. Yes. But sometimes that's all it takes, bro. Like just I don't want to call it blind faith, but. Like, sometimes you just need to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, in order to be... Well, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, right? Absolutely. But, like, what are you waiting for to take that first step? Mm. You're waiting for everything to be perfect. There will never be a perfect time. You yeah. just got to do it, bro. You got to do it. And then there's a, a quote. I can't remember who it's from. But I, I saw it on Instagram Reels. It was uh, Denzel Washington saying the quote, bro. So... Mm. <laughs> um, if you, I can't even remember now, dude. <laughs> um, but basically, it is, if you don't have courage, you're not going to get started. Mm. But if you don't have consistency, you're never going to finish. You're never going to finish. Dude. Yeah. So. Now I get that. Do you think we'll ever see, like, the elite mentality athlete again? To the levels of the people that you've spoken about. Like your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, your Kobe's. Tom Brady. Your MJ's. Tom Brady, Serena. I think yes. Tiger. I think yes. I mean, those are generational talents. Only one or two of them appear. Yeah, know, once a generation. And if, you think, generation if you think yeah. about it, bro, like, in our lifetime, how many of those have we actually seen? Which is actually mad, right? I mean, you could probably one hand. I mean, we got Usain. got Serena. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, Tom Brady, Ronaldo, Messi, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, who else? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like greats, yeah. bro. Like in every like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like ah, sport, yeah, yeah. we've almost seen like, yeah, dude. I think that's LeBron. Like we've seen them, bro. Yeah, you know, LeBron. LeBron's definitely there. Um, yeah, dude. I think every once in a while, okay, look, to just be a professional athlete, bro. Yeah, takes all kinds of flipping, like crazy commitment and. Mm. gifts physical gifts and then mentality because remember every single guy we mentioned there that Mm. lady has also turned their sporting ability into a brand and then that brand into a business and that business into an empire every Mm. single one all of them yeah that is not easy to do nope in any one of those things dude not to do it in all of them is a crazy because obviously brands as well as good as you are right even if your career ends a lot of them still have those deals kind of like I wouldn't say David Beckham is a great right mm-hmm. but he's a great businessman yes just and I think a lot of these great brands brand, yeah Fantastic and a lot of these brand. guys still want to work with you because of your mindset right mm. and how you think kind of like Beckham has a business empire but Ronaldinho doesn't yes so really even though they hand it to you 
like it doesn't mean that you're gonna build this this massive empire it's crazy i mean how many athletes go broke too many dude exactly too many and 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 the thing is it's like okay you have physical gifts you have to so let's circle back to our initial question of what it takes to build that mentality Mm. okay so the first thing is you're a young child right yeah and you are gifted with some sort of athletic ability great dude then you have to have the people around you that are That's going a to mentor one. you because you're a child, right? Yeah. To mentor you to get your mindset right, right? Yeah. So then you have to work very hard and you have to continuously be learning. Um, and then after that, right, you also need opportunities, bro. Yeah, true. Because think about it. How many people... I've played soccer with a lot of people, bro. We mm-hmm. are like, bro, dude, you've got the talent to be... Exactly. An all-time great, bro. Yeah. And I'm not just saying because I'm maybe useless at no, bro, that, that, that happens, bro. Even you know in rugby, I mean... You just don't have the opportunity. Right? Yeah, even in rugby, like, I mean, I've played with a lot of guys that I thought, this guy's special, bro. Yeah. Different. And from young age, I'm talking from the ages of 10 years old. Yeah. Where you see this guy and you're like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like, and they just disappear, bro. Yeah, maybe they don't the have mentorship or they don't have the opportunity and now they're working in a fucking factory or some yeah. shit, right? I don't know, dude. It's crazy. And then, um, okay, so you've got that, right? Now, let's say you make the league, bro. Mm. Now, you're in a dressing room full of people that are just as talented and gifted and had the same mentorship yeah. and all of that as you, right? Now, you have to separate yourself from an already really... Elite group elite, of people. Yeah, an elite group of people. And that, that I think, is like 99% mentality. Because mm. at that point, if you're physically gifted, you can train. You've got the capacity to train. Yeah, You have to train your mind to know that you have to sacrifice more than these guys are already gifted and talented. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Gives you fucking chills thinking about that shit. And then after that, you have to be consistent in doing that, bro. Mm. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I, I'm the kind of guy, and me and you differ on this, right? But I will go to the gym five days a week, right? Yeah. And I'll be looking nice, I'll be feeling nice, and then the next week, I'll not go to the gym, bro. Yeah. And the following, I'll not go to the gym again, bro. Like consistency with physical fitness, mm. like I've always struggled with that, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's different from you. <laughs> yeah. I what was a couple of weeks ago? You were in America teaching Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> how to lift the weights. Apparently, is what I heard, bro. So, <laughs> so, um, so that that's just the thing. It's like you have to have killer, killer cons- like mentality when yeah. it comes to consistency. But yeah, then we, we, we're not even done, bro. Yeah. So now you 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 you're an elite athlete, bro. Then all of a sudden, a switch has to change, bro. And be like, wait a minute. I'm also building a brand over here, dude. Mm. And this brand can be monetized, bro. So now you have to build a brand and then not get into too much trouble with the paparazzi and all of yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah. dude. And then uh, go, go build a business, bro. And then you have to get more mentors, learn more things. Because building a yeah. business is not easy. No matter how much money you put into a business, mm. doesn't mean you're going to get anything out of it, dude. True, true. I mean, there's plenty of athletes that have tried to build businesses and have done fucking nothing, right? So, exactly. So, yeah, bro. But, you know, I think the hardest thing is What's that? getting that balance. So, you see yeah. how you're saying your physical fitness is not... But maybe there's another area of your life where you're actually sh- super strong and consistent. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you're reading regularly or getting information and stuff regularly, yes. right? Very good FIFA player, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the fucking... I think the level or the standard, bro, what makes people great is doing all of that at a high level. Not cutting corners with anything. Not cutting corners. Yeah. Not cutting corners is a big thing, bro. 
So in everything that you do, even just the small things, making your bed. Yes. Just like the minute things, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not leaving tasks for another day. Whatever the case may be. It's in everything, bro. Yeah, Jordan Peterson says, you know, you want to take a good hard look at your life, go look at your room, bro. Yeah. Clean your room, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start there. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... I and mean, you'll take it from there. And that's so true, bro. Mm. Because do you think Kobe Bryant just want to have an untidy room, bro? Probably not. Probably not, dude. Yeah. An untidy marriage, maybe, bro. Yeah, but not a room. But you see there again, <laughs> so he does it's have something. Bright. There's always something, I guess, because we're humans, yeah. you know, we have flaws. But yeah, man, that was a good uh, fucking <laughs> therapy <laughs> sesh. Yeah, dude. You know, good yeah, TED yeah. talk. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And yeah, we out, man. We'll see you guys next week.